You're a visionary. You know all is possible in the NFT world, and I welcome you to Freedom with NFTs. I'm Lauren Turton, and in each episode of Freedom with NFTs, I interview NFT gurus who share their experiences, strategies, tools, and tips so you can dive even deeper into creating your own freedom with NFTs. New episodes drop every Wednesday at 5 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. So hit subscribe so you can stay dialed in to freedom with NFTs. Welcome back to Freedom with NFTs. I'm your host, Lauren Turton. On today's episode, we have a very special guest. The Instagram account is at Fashion Week NYC, and their tagline says, spread love and kindness. I had an honor to meet and connect with the person behind this account while I was in NYC for NFT NYC. So this is a live interview, and I apologize if the sound quality isn't up to standards for a podcast, but I didn't want to deter that from sharing this valuable information and insight that Fashion Week NYC shares about the NFT industry. Let's get started with this episode of Freedom with NFTs. On this episode of Freedom with NFTs, we have Nathan from Fashion Week NYC. How are you doing today? I am doing awesome, exhausted, exhilarated, and can't believe that we are almost done with what looks like the most successful NFT conference up to date, you know? It has been a wild week. I can agree with you on that. And I'm curious to know, what's been one of your biggest takeaways from this week? Biggest takeaway? That we're all still very early. And at the end of the day, you have your people who think, oh my gosh, I missed the punks, I missed the apes, I missed the cool cats. Let me tell you, there's so much more opportunity. And everybody who thinks that they've missed the boat, the boat hasn't even left the dock yet. Still got so much more to go. To me, that's the biggest takeaway I could give you. That's such a wonderful gold nugget. The boat hasn't even left the dock. Tell me a little bit about your past experiences. I was literally one of the first people to ever live Fashion Week on Twitter. I guess I'm considered the OG. Mm-hmm. I started around 10, 11 years ago. Okay. And for me, it was like, it's Fashion Week. It's in New York. There's this new platform, pretty much called Twitter. I want to take photos and share with what's happening on the runway. Let that out to anybody who would be interested at that time. And one thing led to another, and it just started viraling and snowballing. The followers came, and then I just had to figure out, okay, who is my audience? What kind of content do they love? How can I bring the most value to them every single day? Because that's really, uh, to me, the true definition of social. It's not about how many followers you have. It's not about how many people you know or how much money you're making through shoving links down people's throats on your Twitter. What the real value of social is, are you adding value from the time you wake up to the time you go to sleep? Because it's your kingdom. And if you're not taking care of your kingdom, you can end up like Henry VIII and we know how that ended. Yes, yes. Thank you for all of that. You've had an incredible journey in the space that you've been in. And so I'm really curious to know, when did you first find out about NFTs? I think it was like in March or April. And I was on Clubhouse like everybody else when we were stuck in lockdowns and whatnot. And I wanted to feel like, hey, if I miss this, I'm going to have to play so much catch up. And so I just figured I'm going to take dive and understanding it and hearing from other people in the clubhouse, the Twitter spaces and clubhouse people and Twitter space people, they're just so amazing. I'll tell you that 99% of them are amazing. A lot of them are honest and 
always a great experience to be there and you learn so much. The most important is that amazing people out there today. And to me, being able to bridge that from fashion week and what I always have done on a daily basis to NFTs, I think it's quite fascinating. But I will say also at the end of the day that I think Peter Parker said it best, great power, great responsibility. Mm -hmm. And to have such a large audience like this, it feels great to be able to use my influence and use my audience for good, but also to be able to know if 80% of my audience is women, mm -hmm. that I can also do that for NFTs. I'm going to probably start doing um, NFT spotlights pretty soon where I'm going to be spotlighting female artists with female-led teams because up until now, it's been, if you want to call it a sausage fest, and I feel like more women need to be part of the fold, not just have a voice, but also a seat at the table. And there's a ton of wonderful female artists and a ton of wonderful generative collections, everything from the crypto chick to the sad girl bar to, to the vine girls and the glitch girls. And there really isn't that much of a platform where they're able to put themselves out there and more people are able to know about them. And so I feel like it's great that I could do that. So I'm probably going to start doing that once or twice a week where I put an NFT spotlight on a female artist and take it from there and see how it goes. That's amazing. Thank you for doing that. It's true. The females in this industry are doing amazing things, fabulous projects with great intentions behind them. And for you to use your very established platform, highlight them, is very, very special. I know I appreciate that and the other women in this space do. I'm curious to know, what tips would you give someone who's in the fashion industry now and they want to explore NFTs? What kind of advice can you give them? First, take the onboarding process very serious. Get your account, your MetaMask, whatever digital wallet you want to use, get that all put together. And don't be afraid to fail. If you're an NFT artist, if you're an illustrator, you do fashion sketches and you just feel like my stuff is not good enough. Why should I put it up on the rear? Put it up. The longer you wait, mm -hmm. the more you're going to miss out. And you should never have this fear of failure. The other thing is also don't try to be first. Never focus on trying to be first with an idea. Focus on trying to create at the execution of that idea. Because first to market doesn't always win. First, the execution always wins because everything that has a great strategy will always be backed up at the end of the day. So, to me, that's the best thing. I understand the onboarding process, but also don't be afraid to fail and don't try to be first. Try to have a great execution strategy when it comes down to it. And I would say that you probably know like DTC usually stands for direct to consumer. Mm -hmm. I've renamed it. <laughs> and DTC is actually, to me, the letters are that are so fundamental to how one can be successful in NFT. That is Discord, Twitter, and Clubhouse. That's DTC. DTC, Discord, Twitter, Clubhouse. Yes, absolutely. Immersing yourselves in those spaces when you first enter the NFT community is so important. Those are the connections that you're making, who you're learning from, and what you gain in those spaces will take you to the next levels that are unimaginable. I love that. Thank you. Love, love, love that. Are there any fashion projects in the NFT space that are on your radar right now? Not really. I think like last month, Dolce & Gabbana did one. I think they ended up making like 5.6 million in ETH, if I'm correct. Mm -hmm. I know it was done through Polygon or 
one of those. But honestly, I feel like fashion is usually late to adapt to. Yeah. Always the last to adapt. This is going to be different. People who are going to be able to execute correctly and adapt the quickest are the ones who are going to be able to bear the fruit and have the reward. And I feel like you're going to start seeing the luxury houses figure out how can we be a part of this? How can we do it right? Because let's be honest, you could be a celebrity and have 3 million followers on Twitter. What people don't understand is that maybe 98% of those followers, maybe 99 have no idea what an NFT is. Be like one of the most well-known celebrities, if all those people are part of the onboarding process and don't know what an NFT is, and they're not going to have that education, it's probably going to be a fail. If you come out with some half NFT collection that didn't put any time or thought into because you're so-and-so automatically, you think it's just going to sell great. Everybody needs to understand whether you're a celebrity, a streamer, an influencer. At the end of the day, it's really all about community and about connecting with that community and understanding who the community is. And then once you're in that community, you're golden. You're connecting, you're networking. I think the best thing is that everybody likes to help each other. And to me, that's amazing because you really haven't seen something like that in any type of industry at any time. And it's great to see that. Also, to me, the best thing about NFTs is that in Web 2, now we're moving into Web 3. Web 2 always has been about renting, and now Web 3 is about owning. Now, you get to own your content. You get paid right away. Even if you're considered a freelancer, you don't have to run after people to get paid. You don't have to chase them down or call them 20 times a week, like, you still owe me money, I'm waiting for my money. No, you make a sale, it comes right into your wallet. I feel like we're just beginning Web3, and possibilities are going to be endless at the end of the day. So, Thank you, thank you, thank you for that. And while you were going through that answer, what came up for me is, I'm curious to know, with the transition from Web2 to Web3, for someone like you, who has been in the Twitter game for over a decade, and you've seen a decade's worth of time on a space. How is that transition going for you into Web3? I'm seeing different because I'm able to connect with a lot more people and be more human. And like, I remember when we were in lockdown, we were on Clubhouse, we were doing tour spaces. I would come across a lot of amazing people. And I actually was able to finally meet them this week. And let me tell you, IRL hugs are the most amazing thing ever. And I feel like it's changing landscapes. It's changing dynamics. Paradigms have shifted so much so quickly. And yet, we're still in the infancy stage. We're still all so early. And I feel like, for me, some things have changed and some things haven't. And at the end of the day, it's just business as usual. And I feel like there's going to be more discovery. And I think that's going to be the most exciting thing moving forward more discovery of eventual fashion NFTs and more discovery of different things happening every single day for the NFT universe. And that's why I don't think anybody who's out there should ever call themselves an expert. We have to learn new things every single day. There shouldn't be an expert. No one should ever call himself an expert. I'm so glad you brought that up because when I was thinking of the tagline for this podcast, Freedom with NFTs, I had a hard time describing who it is that I bring on this podcast. And at first I was saying NFT experts. And then I was like, no, that doesn't make sense because we're not experts yet. So I went with the word gurus. 
because at least with that, it's like, okay, they've been in the space for some time. They have a lot of experience and they can share what it is that they've been doing, their tools and their tips, etc. So thank you for sharing your knowledge on freedom with NFTs. Before we wrap this episode up, any last golden nuggets that you want to share with our audience? Something that I just wanted to tell your entire audience was, so I actually went into my first foray of NFTs and I've been working on a 3D digital ceramic NFTs. And essentially, I really wanted to find a way where I can give back and help others at the same time. And so I made King Ceramics for Breast Cancer Research. And I didn't know how successful it was going to be, but I knew that if I didn't do this, I would have been missing out. And so fast forward, I've already raised over $10,000 for breast cancer research. And everybody loves the ceramics. And I think also as we move forward, more, whether it's generative art or brands or one-of-ones artists overall, more who are going to have a social cause attached to it are probably going to be more successful because it's great to be able to have financial freedom and make a good amount of money. But what's the whole point of making all that money if you're not going to be giving back and helping others in the process? That's the other thing about Web3 is that now we have a chance to also make a difference for others with the newfound financial freedom that we are having. And so from now on, every single uh, ceramics collection that I'm going to be making, 50% of all the posts are going to be going toward social cause. So like October and first parts of November has been breast cancer research. Mm-hmm. Next month, I think after Thanksgiving until January, focusing on food hunger. So I'm hoping to be partnering with like Eat America and No Kid Hunger and Robin Hood. And I just feel like I have this huge audience. I can help make a difference in, I'm excited because it's going to be candy cane ceramics. And it took me a long time to make candy cane ceramics, mm-hmm. but I finally pulled it off. And I know it's probably going to be a hit and people are going to love it. And I also wanted to quickly touch on that. I feel like where I am is in a total different phase and a lot of one-of-ones and generative collections in terms of thinking of NFTs as a gift. Because as Christmas approaches, think about how many people don't have NFTs or don't even have a wallet yet. Now they're going to get a wallet and probably somebody wants to buy a family member or a friend a first NFT and that is going to be their Christmas gift. So if you can think of NFTs as a gifting process, I guess where the price point isn't as high and it can be for a family member or a friend, I think gifting comes into a whole new type of role when it comes to NFTs. Lastly, I like to say that NFT can actually stand for never-ending freedom together. But we'll just let it stand for a non-fungible token for now. (laughs) <laughs> wow, thank you for that. How do we find your project? Is it on OpenSea? Yes, so my project is on OpenSea. You can find the Pink Ceramics at OpenSea.io slash collection slash Pink Ceramics. And the, the holiday ceramics collection are going to have some Christmas and for Hanukkah, can't forget the blue and white. That's probably going to be under OpenSea.io slash collection slash holiday ceramics. And 50% of all the proceeds are going to be going to Food Hunger for the holiday ceramics. And so if you're listening and you want to give back and help, now is a great time to. Now is a great time to. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for being here on Freedom with NFTs. And one last question before we wrap up. How can we stay in touch with you? What's your Twitter handle? Fashion Week NYC. 
Fashion Week NYC. Thank you so much, Nathan, for your time. That's all for this episode of Freedom with NFTs. Thank you for listening to Freedom with NFTs. Don't forget to subscribe. New episodes drop every Wednesday at 5 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. I'm your host, Lauren Turton, and it's been an honor to show up for you in this format and support you on your journey in creating your own freedom with NFTs.